At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. A warm up from Vivo. Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Gus Gus Heaps with myself, Greg Heaps Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. We're going to have a quality two part podcast today. In segment number one, we're going to recap the few moves that we did see in college basketball. We did see another addition in the Big 12. No, not really involving West Virginia, but involving someone else. So we're going to be taking a look at that as we've got a relatively solid guard and is heading on over to Texas. And then in segment number two, we're going to be reacting to that and so much more with Kai McKean, who does absolutely tremendous work over at Three Man Weave. We're going to be discussing the West Virginia situation and how concerned should we be about the West Virginia depth right now because they are going to be maintaining a lot of their solid players players like Kirk Kreese. Uh, they do have Jesse Edwards coming back in the fold along with Raekwon Battle, but now they're down to eight guys. They've got to hit the portal to try to find someone anyone at this point they might need to go the junior college route as well so we're going to be diving in on that and so much more i'm also going to give him the floor take a look at some teams that he is a little bit more bullish slash bearish on and we are going to be taking a look at the landscape of the big 10 because i do think that there's a little bit of a bigger divide between the top teams and really the rest of what should be once again a relatively solid big 10 so we're going to have that chat with kai in segment number two and if you do have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you do have one of two ways we offer those in first one is my twitter timeline at gina underscore 81 keep in mind letters em they mean does not matter so as per usual please just send these into the timeline other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, but we did see a few moves in college basketball on Thursday. James Okunkwo, another one of those guys that was at West Virginia, he has decided that he is heading elsewhere. He's going to North Carolina. This should not be anything more than a depth piece for North Carolina with what they've been able to bring in. But I think the more significant piece of this is West Virginia. The fact that, like I said, now they are just down to not very much at all. And for West Virginia, with the loss of Trey Mitchell, they are really going to be lacking inside. Jesse Edwards, he's a very good option. A guy that was able to average a double-double with north of two and a half blocks per contest last season while he was over at Syracuse. But he can't do it all by himself. Okunkwo, he was the number one recruit in the state of West Virginia for the class of 2021. It was just a bad crop in West Virginia in general. I am sorry if you're out there in the state of West Virginia, but the landscape there did not really have a lot of good prospects for the year 2021 because he was ranked nationally about 200th by 247 sports. But I mean, now you've got Jalen Withers in the fold, 
from Louisville. Cormac Ryan is a six foot five, do it all sort of player for North Carolina. They did lose guys like Puff Johnson and company, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see where he fits in because they're going to be looking to go a little bit more versatile with Harrison Ingram. I do think that there's a role to be had for James Okunkwo, but we have seen it as well with Hubert Davis. He's not really willing to go too deep into his bench, so I think more than anything else, this was just an L on the part of West Virginia, and I don't think that this necessarily elevates North Carolina very much, so I think that this is a classic example of a lose and sort of meh sort of situation. You did see Bryce Cook as well. He was playing over at SMU. Well, he really wasn't playing over at SMU because he never really got out there on the floor for them, but he's decided that he is going to be heading on over to Sam Houston State. This is a relatively solid gift for a Sam Houston State team that they're in a lot of, shall we say, transition right now. He was a Top 15 recruit from the state of Texas during the 2019 signing class. And I don't think he ever hit the floor because I remember hearing the name Bryce Cook and we never really saw him at SMU. He's pretty much coming out of retirement to play for Sammy to say that sometimes he turns out to be some of the greatest stories ever. I am not quite sure what to expect here, but you know what? It is something for Sam Houston State. So that's something that I'm monitoring and that's a little bit of homework for myself because we get a few of those every single year where a guy like plays another sport, they take many, many years off and they decide, oh, we're going to be diving back into college basketball. That is Mr. Cook as well. This is really the big piece of news that we did see from college basketball on Thursday, though. Ithiel Horton, who was very rock solid over at Central Florida last season. He was able to average a little bit over 12 points per contest, shot 35% from three, a seal and half per contest. Very well-traveled man. He got his career over at Delaware, spent a little bit of time with Pittsburgh as well. He has decided that he is going to be going to Texas. As we know, with Texas, they've got Max Aismiths in the fold. They've got a lot of good talent that is going to be returning as well. They do lose a few pieces, so that is going to be hurting them a little bit. But all in all, I do take a look at this Texas team under Ronnie Terry. I do think that you've got a little bit of upside there. I do think that the loss of Serge Jabari Rice is one that cannot go understated, and they did lose Ontario Morris to the transfer portal as well, but I like the way that Texas has been able to set themselves up. They do have some nice low post step this year as well as in the post last season. It was a little bit of a worry spot for Texas, and with Horton, he's not a guy that is going to be just demanding the ball overly much. I think that he's going to be able to play very well with Max Aismiths, and I think that that's what you really were hoping for in this ordeal. They have also got Chandel Weaver who's coming into the fold. He's a guy from UT Arlington. There's a lot of UT Arlington sort of connections with regards to the assistant coaching staff. I think that he's going to be able to pick up the offense as well. So Texas, I think, is going to be an interesting team out there in the Big 12, and we're going to talk about it a little bit more in segment number two with Kai McKeon. He does tremendous work over at the three-man weave. We're going to be taking a look at the state of West Virginia. We're going to be taking a look at Texas picking up Ethel Horton. We're going to be taking a look at if there's maybe a little bit more top heaviness with the Big Ten as well. That's coming up next right here on Kiss with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. We're back here from Las Vegas for Just Kissing with myself, Greg Eves Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this man as Kai McKeon. He does absolutely tremendous work over at the Three Man Weave, which you're able to follow them on Twitter at the number 3MW underscore CBB. Guy does an impeccable job. Take a look at the game of college basketball. As I know he does some work over at the Field of 68 Action Network along with the Three Man Weave based out there in the Midwest. And as far as I know, not on the threads quite yet, but you're able to follow him on Twitter at the letter K and Y underscore then the number three MW and Kai, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Hey, Three Man Weave is on threads now. I, I did it today. I bit the bullet just in case. I have no idea what is happening with threads from everything I've been seeing. Everyone is going on there, and then everyone goes back to Twitter like 25 minutes later. But it is something that is on the radar as of right now for myself. I have yet to put myself on there, but it is something that I am paying attention to. And if the situation on Twitter continues to percolate, 
maybe I will need to bite the bullet myself. But biting the bullet right now, that's the segue that we were looking for. West Virginia's. We've been just seeing a very fascinating offseason for them, to say the least, because prior to the Bob Huggins resignation, they were really one of the big winners of the offseason, bringing, bringing in the likes of Jesse Edwards, Kirk Kreese, and both of those guys are still on campus. But as of right now, unless if I am mistaken, there's currently eight guys on the roster with Jose Perez. Now, entering into the transfer portal, we saw Mohamed Wagyu decide that he is going to be going to Alabama. Trey Mitchell left the program, Joe Toussaint as well. What do you make out of West Virginia? Because the top-end talent that they saw remaining is honestly very good, but in a conference like the Big 12 and just throughout the course of college basketball season, we know that no matter how lucky slash unlucky you are, injuries are a part of the game. I do have a big-time fear that in a conference like the Big 12, having as little depth as they do right now, that is going to be very costly to them. Yeah, it's not a bad top eight on paper. The problem is there's just eight guys, period. And and you're right, the, the depth is going to be a huge problem. And then you also have to factor in the 12. And unfortunately, we're looking pretty good. Just doesn't really cut it in this league, especially with teams coming in this season. And even Cincinnati looks pretty good. West Virginia is probably in for a bit of some hurt this season. You know, I like Raekwon Battle, I like Jesse Edwards, but I just don't think it's going to be enough. And really, there probably isn't many expectations right now for Josh Eilert, you know, interim coach, pressure to perform at a high level quite yet. He does well, though, keeps the job. I know his players really like him. That's one of the reasons Crease has stayed. And hopefully gets the program kind of back up and running soon. Yeah, because if we would have had it be an actual full-time coach like an Andy Kennedy, what have you, there would have been even more guys that did depart the program. But over the last, we're going to call it 72 hours, we have seen some moves with regards to these West Virginia guys. We did see James Okunkwo a few hours before recording this podcast decide that he is going to be going to North Carolina. So that's a little bit of something, like I said, with Wagyu might be Wagyu. I might have mispronounced that, so I apologize to Mr. Mohammed. He decided to go to Alabama as well. But what I think is really of impact is the fact that Drew Toussaint did go over to Texas Tech within the conference. And I take a look at the late haul that Texas Tech has had. And the more I look at this team, the more I feel good about them. And I thought that Grant McCaslin was a good hire to start with for Texas Tech. I just didn't know if he was going to be able to run a system. But I feel like Devin Cambridge and also bringing in Joe Toussaint, those are two very good guards for what he's looking to do, bringing over that North Texas system. To Texas Tech, I think that this is a Red Raiders team that could have success right away in year number one under Graham McCaslin. Yeah, absolutely. McCaslin, for my money, was maybe the best hire of the offseason. He was certainly top three, and he's already made his mark portal. He's gotten some really good guys into the system. Minded guys, Devin Cambridge and Toussaint, Warren Washington, who's a big rim protector for them, they're going to fit his style. And I think his style can win at the power level in North wasn't too far off from the high major level and they certainly beat some teams and, and we've seen teams like Virginia be able to play at a, a pace in a power league and play sort of a slower offensive pace and still have success and be a more defensive minded team so I think McCaslin's going to lead Texas Tech to a great season I think they're going to be improved from last year and, and I look forward to watching his teams this season yep I'm right there with you I think that they are in for a tremendous season as well as joining me on the show. We do have Kami Keen. He does great work over at the three-man weave. And these are not the only things that are happening in the Big 12 because we also saw Texas make a little bit of a move on Thursday as well, bringing in Ithiel Horton. And do I think that Ithiel Horton is going to be that end-all, be-all that pushes Texas to like a Final Four or something like that? No, but I do take a look at the Texas team, and I think that it's an interesting mix. And 
if they're able to get all these guys on the same page, that would be big because Max Aismas, he obviously comes in from Oral Roberts, was a tremendous scorer at a little bit of a lower level. But as we know, in the step-up games, I'm looking at the NCAA tournament from 2021. He certainly was able to perform there. What do you make out of the Texas? roster as a whole because I do think for Texas this is going to be a team that might not quite have the depth that they had a season ago but I do like the way that Rodney Terry has been able to put this roster together I think the big question is can Rodney Terry be able to do a solid job of coaching much like he was able to do in a smaller span during the 2022-23 season yeah that's gonna be the question because I agree the roster looks awesome on paper you know Ace Smith may be a top 10 player in the entire country Dylan Mitchell is one of the biggest breakout candidates in, in the country, and then the front court looks great with Shedrick. So Horton's addition really bolsters the backcourt. Their depth, you pointed out at the beginning, was kind of an issue if you wanted to, to pick nits a bit w- with the current roster, but he really solidifies a role there. He doesn't have to start. He can come off the bench behind Hunter, behind Asmus, and provide scoring pop off the bench. I, I, I think Texas, really, they control their own destiny. Let's see if Rodney and Terry can actually coach him up. I have a little bit of doubts, frankly, just a little bit. He did take over basically a top five team from Chris Beard, and you get a lot of credit, and to his credit, he did a pretty good job. I'm ready to crown him as a fantastic coach and one that I necessarily trust quite yet to bring Texas to a Big 12 championship, we'll say. I'm right there with you. I do want to see a little bit more out of Texas, but I do like the overall makeup of the roster, and I certainly do think that when it comes to Texas, they are out there in the best conference at all of college basketball, which I do think is Part of the reason why we do have so much trepidation with a team like West Virginia, because if West Virginia was out in like the Pac-12, even in the Big Ten, I do think that they would have a little bit of an easier go of it. But because they're in the Big 12, because you just get swallowed whole by this roster, I do think that that is going to be a little bit rough. And if this team was in the Big 12, I do think that they would get swallowed whole as well. But this is a team that I'm starting to come around on a little bit more. And I take a look at the move that was made a few days ago. and I do like it. And that would be Washington, bringing in Paul Mukahi, who is over at Rutgers, someone who's six foot six, is able to dole out the ball, a mid-30 three-point shooter. Not necessarily a guy that's going to go out there and take over a game, but someone who's been pretty rock solid over the last few seasons, a nice on-ball defender, being able to team up with Sevier Wheeler. You get Keon Brooks back in the fold. I'm not sure what your overall look is now on Washington, but I take a look at them in a Pac-12 that really doesn't have too many super strong teams other than perhaps USC. And I think that they can make some noise out there. Yeah, you put these guys in a different uniform, a different coach, I'd agree with you. Unfortunately, I've seen Washington with talent on paper before, and I've seen them consistently underachieve. Maybe that's a bit of a shade, a bit of shade thrown towards Mike Hopkins, but the facts are he has underachieved with NBA players with really good talent the last several years. And though this rush looks great, I mean, Anthony Holland, too, get from Fresno, I think is a fantastic get in the portal. Even though the roster looks great on paper, I'm still kind of holding my breath a bit to see if Washington can actually break through and make a top four of a Pac-12 standings and make the NCAA tournament. That's a big issue that we do have. Mike Hopkins has proven to be a little bit less than trustworthy, to say the least. And I'm just a little bit stocked down on the Pac-12 in general, though, although I do think that there might be a little bit more depth with the conference as a whole as well, because I think one of the biggest things for this conference is the fact that the that Cal has really been that drag of all drags the last few seasons. They are going to be much better this year. So I do think that that is going to be a little bit of a benefit for this entire conference. But I do take a look at the Pac-12 as a whole. And really, other than USC, there's not a lot of teams I look at and I say, yeah, this is going to be a team that's going to be in for a good year. 
Yeah, it seems like the elite teams in this conference are few and far between. I, I agree the depth is maybe, we'll say the floors maybe raised a little bit in this conference. Maybe the meat is a little bit better than we've seen the last couple of years, but you can kind of pick nits with every single team. You know, Oregon has some holes. We know UCLA has some holes for sure, unless they're European freshmen and, and all the, the rising sophomores can be you know, live up to their potential. I really like Arizona, and I also I always hesitate kind of with Washington to crown USC right away. Andy Anfield had that one really good year with Evan Mobley. Other than that, he's been around the 50th mark in Kempom uh, during his coaching career, despite superior talent. So again, USC's kind of a wait and see on paper. Look great, depending on your opinion on Bronny James. <laughs> but again, they're a wait and see for me. Yeah, they are a little bit of a wait and see for me as well. And I do think that USC certainly has the talent to be able to put together a very nice season. At the same time, it is one of those you-want-to-see-it-to-believe-it sort of ordeals as well. It's Kai McKeon, who does tremendous work over at the three-man weave, is joining me on Coast to Coast Hoops. And, Kai, I know that you guys over at the three-man weave, you're starting up a lot more of your conference previews as well. We are starting to get a lot more in terms of just stability with this roster, knowing what we're going to be getting no doubt we are going to be waiting to see if there's going to be some players that get denied waivers. That's a little bit of a ball of wax that we do need to take into account this season. But I know that you guys very hard at work taking a look at these teams. And I just want to give you the floor here and just talk about a few teams that maybe you're researching right now that either you feel like they're getting a little bit too much love going into the season or vice versa. You feel like a team that you've been taking a look at has not necessarily been getting the respect that they deserve and they deserve a little bit more coming into the season. Well, I guess I'll start with Michigan State. This is a team I was ready to kind of go against the grain and, and, and doubt all the hype they've been getting the preseason. Just digging into their roster, they're going to be awesome. They might be the best team in the country. You know, I don't think Hogard is a fantastic point guard. I don't think he's one of the better. I don't think he's a first-team all-conference guy in the Big Ten, but he is really solid. Tyson Walker, but the key is they bring back guys like Akins and Malik Hall, who was so important when he went down with injury, they struggled. Sissoko's back, too. Oh, and then, by the way, they bring in four freshmen who are among the top freshmen in the country. So Izzo has depth this year, something he kind of lacked last season. He likes to play 10 to 11 guys, usually. He has depth. He has high, high, high-level NBA talent, something he's been lacking the last few years. And he has a lot of experience coming back. And that's a recipe for success, especially at Michigan State, especially under Tom Izzo. I fully am buying into the Sparty train. Michigan State, they do bring back a whole bunch of experience as well. And I think the big thing for Michigan State is that they have been one of those teams that they have not really looked at the transfer portal, but they bring back a lot from a season ago. And I feel like they could be sort of in that same vector as Wisconsin a few years ago. How much do you take a look at some of these teams that they do bring back a lot of experience and Sometimes there might be just a little bit of a glass ceiling on them if you have a lot of guys going from like year three to year four, year four into that COVID year five. Because what I think is really important when it comes to teams that are going to be returning a lot of experience is that year one to year two bump, I think is the biggest, which is a big reason why I do think that Duke has the best chance of being the best team in all of college basketball because of guys like Kyle Filipowski, Tyrese Proctor and company coming back and I always think that that is something important to take note of because we have noticed a few teams in past years that they bring back a lot of experience and they just flop because it feels like and I think St. Louis was a good example of this last season as well they sort of just already peaked and even though everyone came back they just had already reached their full potential I couldn't really grow off of it no for sure I think Jim one of the three-man weave guys did a nice little article a couple years back on the lack of improvement or at least falling short of expectations for teams, you know, bring back a lot of seniors from the prior year. And while experience is great, I agree. 
the move from year three to year four, the, the year four to year five, it's not as big as year one to year two. So there is sort of a ceiling. If you're really at the top of your game last year, you aren't, you're not looking for a lot of improvement the following year. The difference with Michigan State, I think, is, number one, I think Jaden Akins, despite being a junior, has not reached his ceiling and still has a lot of potential to grow. The real factor that puts me over the edge of this team is their freshman class. Xavier Booker looks awesome, frankly. He's going to play right away. Cohen Carr is one of the most athletic freshmen I've seen ever. And you still have guys like, even though I don't love Jackson Kohler, he played a lot of minutes last year. He has that potential. He was a fairly highly rated recruit as a rising sophomore. So he has a combination of experience and rising talent, which is usually a recipe for success. I think that's very big as well, because I pointed out the example of St. Louis, Travis Ford, not the same coach as Tom Izzo. That is for sure. So That too. <laughs> yeah, that is a big, giant differential right there. So I think that that is important to take note of. And just in my research of the Big Ten, I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree with this as well. I do think that it is going to be a conference that, once again, sends a lot of teams to the NCAA tournament. But I do think that there is a little bit more of a divide between those top few teams and the rest of the conference. Because last year, it was Purdue at that number one spot, and then it was anyone's guess for pretty much the rest of the conference. I feel like this year, who you mentioned, Michigan State, they're certainly one of those top teams of the conference, along with Purdue, bringing back Zach Eady. I think that's hard to look away from Purdue as well. But those two teams, along with Illinois, I think that they're very clearly a top three. Maybe you've got another team that you could throw in there for a top four, but I think that they're towards the top. And then I think the rest of the teams scraping it out for like number four, number five, number six, they're pretty tightly knit together. But I do think that there's a little bit more of a divide between those top three and the rest of the conference than there has been in past years. Yeah, I agree. I think Michigan State and Purdue, for me at least, are, are clearly the top two in this conference, you know, a tier among themselves. And then, yeah, there's a big kind of second tier with Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Iowa is always good with those teams. And Wisconsin's probably better this year. So yeah, Big Ten's always deep. Will they have, what was it, eight, nine teams in the top 50 in Kempom last year? Maybe more than that. I don't know. I don't know if it's quite that deep this season, but you know they're going to get a lot of teams in in the uh, NCAA tournament. You know, despite these teams losing guys, these are well-established programs that reload every single year. There's no rebuilding with these teams and they're going to be just fine and be among the best teams in the country again. Yep, you know that the Big Ten is going to be able to send a lot of teams into the NCAA tournament. Question is, can they finally break through in March as the last team to be able to win an NCAA tournament from the Big Ten? Actually, if you really want to get technical, it's Maryland, but they were a part of the ACC. That is not the Big Ten title, but the 2000 Flintstones. So it has been a while, but a man that wins every single year when it comes to doing a great job, taking a look at this great game of college basketball, a man that I know is doing a lot to get set for this upcoming season. That'd be you, Kai. All three of you gentlemen over at the Three Man Weave do tremendous work. I know you're working extra hard right now, so let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, we are at 3MW underscore CBB on Twitter. Three Man Weave is our YouTube channel as well. We do live podcasts every week, and we are currently hard at work on the second edition of The Almanac, a comprehensive preview magazine that we're really excited about this season, hopefully make it even better than last year. Absolutely, and Kai, he does great work. Everyone, Jim, Kai, and Matt over there at the Three Man Weave, they do an absolutely tremendous job, and it was great to be able to get Kai on the podcast today. A big thanks to him for joining me on Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like hearing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, whatever you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, Lurzium, 
Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Otherwise, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Conference previews, they are very active here on this podcast. We're going to be taking a look at the Rising League within the next few days. We should be getting Conference USA up and running as well. I'm currently doing some recruiting to do some Ivy League previews as well. So we've got a lot of those on tap because a lot of these rosters, they are now set in stone. You're noticing that the news and notes of college basketball, they're starting to get shorter and shorter. So now we're diving more into these team previews. And then once we get all these conference previews done, it's going to be time for the season where I give you picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate you tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.